Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Thank you for being here. Isn't it good to be in God's house with God's people? And uh, just trusting the Lord to work now and just a powerful time of praise and prayer and believing God for a holy anointing over the preaching of his word and I believe God has a word for us today that will build our faith encourage us I'll go ahead and just kind of tell you right now I see him here the night, uh, this morning but brother Tony Moore uh, he preached a powerful message Wednesday night on faith versus reasoning and uh, it was so encouraging to me I know it was an on time message uh, for me personally but as I was soaking in that and processing it I feel like God was saying some things to me that maybe that we could just continue to build upon that would encourage us as a church so brother I want to thank you for that word Wednesday night it was a right on time word for for our church and so I want to talk to you this morning just for the next few minutes on being a faith walker a faith walker listen I won't do it no more the rest of the message unless the Lord says so just look to your neighbor and say I'm a faith walker I'm a faith walker I'm a faith walker. I'm a faith walker. I'm a faith walker. Did you know that the world's record for the longest distance ever walked by one person? You'll never guess it unless you've already looked it up in the Guinness World Book of Records. The longest distance ever walked by one person, 19,000 miles. I can tell you who it was not. Did you know that the world's record for the longest backwards walk, walking backwards, 8,000 miles? And, and look, listen, you can go into Guinness World Book of Records and you can find all kinds of things for walking. Did you know? Now, this right here is the one that really got me more than anything else. Did you know that there is a man that walked barefooted half a mile over Legos? Have you ever walked over a Lego? I mean, I walked down the hall stepping on Legos as a, when my boys were small. I can't imagine walking half a mile. That's a, great, that's a great record to hold right there. But you know what I was thinking about? The record for the longest distance, the record for walking backwards. You know, there's a lot of people that are walking backwards today. Come on, you know where I'm going, right? There's a lot of people that are walking backwards spiritually in their life and God has not called us to walk backwards spiritually. He's called us to walk forward with Him in faith. In fact, God, God has called us to be faith walkers. Well, where do you get that from? God's called every one of us that are Christians to be a, a faith walker. If you look in your Bible, you'll read in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, the Bible tells us there that for we walk by, we walk by faith and not by sight. We're, we are called to be faith walkers. We walk by faith and not by sight. All other religions in the world today 
are different than Christianity. All other religions, they teach you to, to try more, to, to work more, to do more, to learn more. But it's different for us as Christians because all we're called to do is to walk in faith. Walk in faith. We're not called to learn more, do more, uh, uh, try more. We're just called to walk more by faith every day. And a faith walker, a faith walker, what is a faith walker? A faith walker is someone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today? You believe in what he did and who he is? Someone who's a faith walker is someone that will trust in the Lord. Someone who's a faith walker is someone that depends on Jesus for everything. It's someone that has great faith. And, and Brother Tony just did a, a, an excellent job describing to us what faith is. But we know the Bible tells us in Hebrews 11.1 1, that, that this is what now faith, now faith, this is what faith is. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Faith is this confidence and this certainty that we can have a hope and be certain even for the things that we do not see. Faith walkers walk by faith. They walk by faith and not by sight. Faith walkers are saved by faith. You're saved. How many of you are saved and on your way to heaven this morning? Guess what? You are, you are saved by faith. Paul told us in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 9. He says this right here. For it is by, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works that no one can boast. Listen to me. Paul's telling us here that we are, he, he says, through faith in Christ you are saved. And I pray that every one of you in this place today and all of you watching through the live stream, I pray that you're saved through faith in Jesus Christ. Listen, don't miss this because this is something I believe a lot of people struggle with. We're saved by faith, not by works. You're not saved by works. Listen, trying to be good enough and trying to be great enough and, and the work of coming to church and the, the work of giving to the ministry and the work of, of serving, all those things are good. We're saved to do good works, but we're not saved by works. And so many people get confused with that. They, they think they can be good enough and they'll be okay when they stand before the Lord, but we're not saved by works. We're saved by faith. I don't know what's going on down here. I'm hearing a lot of rumbling. I don't know if it's me or... But faith walkers walk by faith, not by what we see. And I want to be honest with you this morning and very transparent with you because I want to go ahead and be very upfront with you. I struggle at times walking by faith. I struggle sometimes walking by faith. I really feel like that everybody struggles at times walking by faith. And evidently, this church here in Corinth that Paul was writing this letter to, they must have been struggling walking by faith because Paul tells them here in this passage, he encourages them, listen, no matter the troubles that you face in this life, no matter the, the disappointments you face, no matter the trials and hardships that you encounter in this life, there's one thing that you need to remember. You need to keep walking by faith and not by sight. No matter how hard it gets. And how many of you know it gets hard? 
And there are some battles and there are storms, but Paul is encouraging us that no matter how rough it gets and no matter how hard the battle gets, you just keep walking by faith. Even if you can't see uh, what the answer is going to be, if you can't even see a way forward or a way through, listen, walk by faith. Walk by faith. Faith walkers walk by faith because faith is essential to our Christian life and God's word tells us that we can't even please God without faith. If you read your Bibles and the Gospels, you'll see on several occasions Jesus even asked his followers. He would say, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Can you imagine Jesus walking up to you or to myself at times when we're going through those hardships and those battles and those storms in our life? And Jesus says, where, where is your faith? Come on, don't give up. You can have a hope and you can be certain even for the things you can't see. Just trust me. And Jesus would ask, where is your faith? And then we would see in the Gospels many times the apostles would turn around and they would even ask Jesus, will you please increase our faith? Increase our faith. Why? Why would Jesus ask them where their faith is and why would they ask for their faith to be increased? The reason why is, is because faith, don't miss this, faith is what activates the promises and the power of God in your life and in your situation. It's faith. It's faith. If you want to know what's going to activate the power and the promises of God in your situation, in your life, it's faith. Walking by faith and not by what you see is the key to experiencing God's power in your life. I love what Jesus said in Mark 9, 23. He says, all things are possible to him who believes. All things are possible. All things. Not some things, but all things. Faith walkers, faith walkers believe all things are possible with God. Do you believe all things are possible with God this morning? You know, we raise our hand, we shout hallelujah. Oh yeah, I believe all things are possible. But when we find ourselves in the battle and in the storm and in the troubles, that's when the test comes. And that's when we still have to believe a faith walker will keep walking. If you're going to see God do the impossible, we have to walk by faith. If you're going to see God move mountains in your life, you're going to have to walk by faith. Faith walkers believe all things are possible. What we believe from God determines what we receive from God. Come on, you hear me? What, what you believe uh, from God is what you're going to receive from God. And I'm, if you're going to believe God for a great work, you're going to believe God for your miracle, you're going to believe God for your provision, your peace, your joy, whatever you need. It, what you believe God for will determine what you receive from God. And God helps us to be faith walkers, believe in God, to, to do the impossible, believe in God to do great and mighty things. I love in the book of Colossians, Paul is writing to these believers there, and he's affirming them for their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And in Colossians chapter 1, you don't have to turn there, but I'll read it to you. It says, Paul talking to these Christians, that we give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Here we go. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. Since we heard of your faith. Paul says, we have heard about your faith. The faith in Jesus is what they were known for. How many of you, don't you want to have a testimony like that? I want to be known for my faith in Jesus Christ. I want to be known. I want it to be part of my testimony. Yeah, I can look at that brother, and yeah, I can look at that sister, and no doubt they have had some challenges, some problems, some heartbreak, 
uh, some hardships all throughout their life. But you know what I can say? People, I can see faith. Faith has carried them through it time and time again. And I give God praise. And what a, what a, what a testimony to be known for. We have heard about your faith. You didn't quit. You didn't give up. I mean, yeah, it was dark. It was discouraging. It was hard. But you kept the faith and you kept going, trusting the Lord. Don't you want to have that testimony? When you get to the other side and you hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant, you kept the faith. You kept the faith. Paul says, we heard about your faith. He didn't say we heard about your nice church building. He says we heard about your faith. He didn't say we've heard about how awesome your church programs are. He said, no, we've heard about your faith. He didn't say we've heard about your five-year church growth plan that you have in place. No, we've heard about your faith. Paul says we've heard about your faith. You know why? Because if faith was essential then and faith is essential now. If you're going to be a faith walker, friend, you, you have got to have faith in Jesus Christ. And don't miss this because, listen, we have a real adversary don't make no mistake about this. The devil's going to do everything he can to block your faith. He's going to do everything he can to discourage you from having faith. And if we're not careful, we can allow the devil to use certain things to block our faith. The devil is a faith blocker. And one thing the devil will do to try to block our faith is he'll try to block you from spending time in God's Word. Because if he, can spend, if he can block you from being in God's word, guess what? Your faith is going to uh, decrease. It's going to become weak because just like we heard Wednesday night, how does faith come? Faith come by hearing. How do we hear? By the word of God. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith walkers, listen to me, don't miss this. Faith walkers believe for the impossible. They believe God can do the impossible. And faith walkers also know God's word. If you're going to be a faith walker, you need to know God's word. And that's why the devil will do everything he can to distract you and keep you from reading your Bible because he knows that the word of God will build your faith up. The devil will do everything he can to keep you from opening this book, the Bible, God's word. Faith walkers, listen to me, don't miss this now. This is so simple today. Faith walkers need to feed on God's Word daily. Faith walkers need to open up their Bible and feed on God's Word daily. Let me ask you, are you feeding on the Word of God daily? Because if you're not, you're starving yourself spiritually and your faith is going to be weak. Come on. And let me just say this to you. Are you reading God's word? Are you feeding on? Do you know the promises of God that belong to you? Do you know what the promises from God's word are for you? I heard a preacher recently say that Christians, Christians are weak in their faith because they do not read and study their Bibles. Christians are weak in their faith and they, they, they struggle spiritually because they do not read and study God's Word. Here's what he said. He said that we treat God's Word like some sort of term of agreement contract. I put a picture up here so you can see it. He says we treat God's Word like some kind of term of agreement contract. What, what does he mean by that? You've all seen this before, right? If you're upgrading something or purchasing something, they have all this 
fine print that they want you to read and then at the end you just check I agree but we never read the fine print do you ever read the fine print we never read the fine print and all we do is we check I agree and what he says is we're doing the same thing with the word of God that the word of God is right there before us but we don't spend time reading all the details and we just check I agree I mean I'm fine with the preacher standing up on Wednesday and preaching the word to me and Sunday preaching the word to me I hadn't looked at it and I hadn't studied it and I hadn't been in it to see for myself but I'm just going to check I agree he says that marriage is between a man and a woman I agree but I hadn't read it for myself or, or he says that we're pro-life we believe that every life is a gift from God I hadn't read it for myself in the Bible but I'm just going to check I agree I'm fine with my wife telling me about the word but I hadn't dug in it myself I'll just check I agree listen we need to make sure that we're in the word of God not just saying I agree but we read the word we know the word we agree with the word and we stand on the word hallelujah God help us help us because the more word that we have in us the more faith we're going to have and if you're not reading the details and all you're doing is checking I agree then your faith is going to decrease and become weak the more word that I have in me, the more it helps me to believe God for the impossible. The more I have the word in me, the more it helps me to believe that God can move my mountains. The more word I have in me helps me to believe and have faith that God can do great things. So God help us to know the word. Come on, get your Bible. Knock the dust off of it. Open it up. Start reading it. Read it every day. You don't have to read several chapters, but just get your Bible out and start reading it. Listen, if you don't feel like it and, and you feel like uh, there's some things pulling you away from it, guess who that is? That's the devil working to keep you away from it. Come on, feed on the Word of God. Feed on the Word of God and watch your faith rise. Here's another danger to our faith. If we allow our faith to be blocked by the devil for whatever reason, then don't miss this because Brother Tony talked about reasoning the other night, but I want to talk to you about something else that happens. We start to live by feelings instead of faith. If we allow the devil to come in and block our faith for whatever reason, what happens is, is we start to live by feelings instead of living by faith, and that is a very dangerous place to be. I've talked to a lot of Christians. I'm talking about people right here in this church. And, and instead of walking by faith, you can tell they're walking by feelings. In fact, they're wearing their feelings on their sleeves. And instead of walking by faith, they're walking by feelings. And faith walkers need to walk by faith and not by feelings. Walking by feelings and not by faith, you want to know what kind of Christian walk you're going to have? You're going to be an up and down Christian in your life. If you, if you walk by feelings instead of walking by faith, you're going to be an up and down Christian. That's the kind of walk you're going to have. It goes like this right here. You know, like when my world is good, I'm good. When life is good, I'm good. When I feel bad, life is bad. When my team is winning, I feel good. When my team is home watching the NCAA tournament because they didn't make it, I feel bad when the team I don't like loses I feel good it goes like this when the, when the, when the family is doing good I feel good but when, when something uh, goes wrong in your family 
for whatever reason, then you feel bad. You feel overwhelmed. You feel like a breakdown's coming. You see what I'm talking about right here? It's a dangerous thing if we walk by feelings instead of faith. You see, walking by feelings instead of walking by faith is going to carry you on a spiritual and emotional roller coaster ride that you don't need to be on. God didn't design us to walk like that. We're to be faith walkers. And, and listen, if you decide that you're going to walk by feelings instead of walking by faith, you're always, you're going to always be up and down, up and down, up and down. You talk about mood swings. Oh, you're going to be a moody, moody person. Feelings always uh, flowing over into the people around you. Y'all know any moody people? Don't, don't no point. We all know people like that that are up and down, up and down, moody, moody, mood swings. They're always uh, 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 allowing their feelings to flow over into the people around them. You know people like that. They're, they're feeling good and life is good and uh, you know they, they got a pep in their step they're smiling they're singing they're upbeat you know why life is good hallelujah life is good you see them on Friday life is good the same person you see them on Monday and instead of saying hello they hiss, they hiss at you you laughing because you know for whatever reason the feelings have changed them. Their feelings have changed them for what? Maybe they, maybe they didn't have coffee. Maybe they had a flat tire. Maybe they were late for work. Maybe there's something going at home. But let me tell you what your best bet is. Stay away from that person. Distance yourself in proximity because they might go, they might go off and they may unload and take you out any minute. We don't need anybody getting attacked. Seriously. Walking by feelings is a recipe for mood swings. Walking by feelings is a recipe for fits of rage. Do you, do, I'm, I'm serious. If you, if you see that going on and, and somebody's constantly up and down, mood swing, mood swing, mood swing, and then they're, and they're constantly in these fits of rage, you need to say, hey, we, I'm talking to Christians. You are called to walk by faith. Walk by faith. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Well, pastor, that's my voice I like to use. That's my friend that I always counsel. You, you don't understand my feelings right now. I'm not feeling this faith walk. And when I hear that, I want to just take you right back to the man that told us here through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Paul, when he said, walk by faith and not by sight, you're, you're not feeling this faith walk? Well, let, let me ask you, what do you, think, what do you think Paul was feeling when he was going hungry with nothing to eat? What, what do you think Paul was feeling when he had no clothes to keep him warm? Uh, you think Paul was feeling it when those that were close to him betrayed him? Do you think Paul was feeling it when he was beaten? Do you think Paul was feeling it when he was left for dead? See, Paul knew, he knew feelings were, would block our faith, and that's why he encouraged this church, and he's encouraging all of us this morning that we are not to lose heart, not to lose heart, but keep walking by faith and not by sight. Keep walking by faith. It's not going to be easy, but keep walking by faith. You see, Christians are called to walk by faith. You are a faith walker. I want our church to be full of faith walkers. Because if we're full of faith walkers, it's, it's going to be unlimited to what God can do here. 
Christians walk by faith. The world walks by feelings. The world wakes up every day and says, what can I do to make me feel good? I'll take drugs to make me feel good. Been there, done that. I'll, I'll drink some alcohol to drown my problems. That'll make me feel good. I'll, I'll go shopping. That'll make me feel good. I'll get involved in all kinds of uh, relationships, one after the other, one after the other. Surely someone sooner or later, they're going to make me feel good. I'll, I know what I'll do. I'll go to Krispy Kreme. I'll eat all their donuts. That'll make me feel good. It might help. The danger is feelings begin to control your life. And instead of being led by the Lord, walking by faith, now you're led by your feelings. And sadly today, I'm just telling you that Christians are living the same way as people in the world when it comes to walking by feelings. Instead of waking up every day and trusting God's promises and trusting that our, that, that, uh, our feelings are, are a lie from the enemy, and instead of walking by faith, what's happening is we're, we're missing out on all God wants to do in our life. Listen, how in the world can we live by feelings when we know faith is what pleases God? We should wake up every day and say, God, I want to make you happy. I want to please you. I'm going to wake up. Listen, I don't, I don't like what I'm walking through right now. I hate what my family's going through. I hate what's happening in these situations. But you know what? I'm going to wake up today, Lord, and I'm going to walk by faith because I want to please you. I want to please you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. You don't have to turn here, but something very powerful the Lord showed me was in Luke chapter 5. Peter and those other disciples were out fishing all night. You remember the story when I tell you. They went out fishing all night and they caught nothing like some of you to fish. Fished all night and you caught nothing. And then what does Jesus tell them to do? Jesus, after preaching in their boat, he says, now I want you to take this boat and I want you to go back out into deep waters and I want you to keep fishing. And I love Peter. I mean, we got a lot in common. And Peter says, I don't feel like fishing. I don't feel it. I mean, we have fished all night. I'm the fisherman here. You're the carpenter. Let me stick with fishing. I know what I'm doing. And we fished all night and we caught nothing. So I don't feel like fishing. Then Peter said, but because you, master, you say so, I will do it. And guess what happens? They caught so many fish that the Bible says that the net started breaking. And they had to call in extra help to come bring the fish in. You see what happens when you decide to walk by faith instead of walking by feelings. What happens, it opens the door for God to do a miracle in your life. Come on. And listen, here's what happens. We, we need to, when I look at Peter's life here in this situation, we need to trust Jesus even when we don't feel like it. I don't feel like fishing today. I don't feel like so-and-so today. I don't feel like getting up and going today. I don't feel like praying today. I don't feel like reading my word today. But because you say so, Master, I will do it. I don't feel like praying with that person today. I don't feel like witnessing to that person today. But because you say so, Lord, I'm going to do it. And when you obey the Lord and trust him, even when you don't feel it, God opens the door for the supernatural. We need to trust Jesus even when we don't see how. I mean, Peter probably thought he had it all figured out, but you know what? He didn't. 
No matter how we feel, we need to trust in Jesus so we can experience the miraculous power of God at work in our lives. Listen, your feelings, your feelings are going to change by the minute. Come on, your feelings are already changing. You're probably like, you were all hyped up. Now you're ready to go get something to eat. Your feelings are always changing. But guess who never changes? Jesus never changes. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He never changes. He is faithful. Our Lord is faithful. I'm not going to lose heart. I don't understand why. I I can't figure out why. I don't see a way forward. I don't know what's going to happen. But, Lord, I'm going to walk by faith because you're faithful. You will never let me down. In fact, when I'm unfaithful, your word says you're always faithful. I'm almost there. Feelings are dangerous because feelings lie about God. Feelings will tell you that God has abandoned you. Feelings will, feelings will tell you that God does not care about you. Feelings will tell you to be afraid. Feelings will tell you that God can't use you. Feelings will cause you to be deceived about who God is and what God can do. But faith in God, but faith but faith, not feelings, but faith in God assures me that he loves me with an everlasting love and he does care for me. My faith in God assures me that God will never leave me, never forsake me. He's never going to let me down. Faith assures me that God's mercies are new every day. Faith assures me that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Faith assures me that God's power is made perfect in my weaknesses and that his grace is sufficient for me. Faith assures me that God is able to do far above what I could ever ask or imagine Friend, let me tell you today, walk by faith and not by feelings because our God is faithful. Hallelujah. So, uh, Pastor Kevin, if you'll come, brother, thank you. Are you going to walk by faith or walk by feelings? Are you going to walk by faith or walk by feelings? You're never going to walk in obedience to Christ, sir, ma'am. You're never going to walk in obedience to Christ if you're always walking by feelings. I can assure you of one thing right now, and don't ever forget this right here. I would never be standing behind this pulpit and preaching the Word of God to you right now if I was living my life on walking by feelings. Because I don't feel adequate. I don't feel qualified. I don't feel any. I feel nervous. You know what? But I walk by faith because I know my God is faithful. He'll strengthen me. He'll help me. He'll he'll guide me. He'll speak to me. He'll use me. I believe God can do that. I'm walking by faith. And you'll never, you'll never walk in obedience to Christ if you walk by feelings. And you have two paths to choose this morning. You have two paths to choose. The path of faith and the path of feelings. Which path are you going to take? Are you going to keep trusting in your feelings? Or are you going to start trusting in faith and trusting the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you believing God? Are you believing God for the impossible? Are you believing God for a mountain to be moved in your life? You know, I'll tell you, and I mentioned this at the very onset of this service here, because I struggle with it. I struggle walking by faith. I'm not going to play around and tell you anything else. 
I've been in some situations before and I've been around people and their faith was a whole lot stronger than mine. And I'm like, Lord, please increase my faith because I'm having a hard time believing like this brother or this sister. Sometimes I struggle with it. But I believe all of us struggle with it. And some of you have, you've, you've stopped walking by faith and you've allowed the feelings to overtake your life. And that's all you know. That's all you know is your feelings and, your, and you wonder, you're, you're up and down. You're up, I've answered that question for you today. Why are you up and down? It's because you're walking by feelings instead of walking by faith. And some of you have stopped walking, believing God. Some of you have allowed your feelings to overcome your faith. Here's your prayer that you need to pray today. God, would you please, by the power of your Holy Spirit, help me to walk by faith again. Help me to walk by faith again. I confess to you that I have been walking by feelings. I've been walking by the things I can actually see. But God, I'm asking you today to help me to walk by faith again. Some of you need to walk by faith again for your marriage. Some of you need to walk by faith again for the plan that God has for your life. Some of you need to walk by faith again knowing that God's not finished with you. Some of you need to walk by faith again knowing that God is working even when you don't see Him working. Some of you need to walk by faith again when nothing makes sense in your life. Some of you need to walk by faith again knowing that God takes all things and He works them out for our good and for His glory according to to his purposes, to those that love him. I really and truly believe this morning that God wants to help you take this walk of faith again and that God would begin to work in your life. Faith walkers believe for the impossible. Faith walkers know God's word. And faith walkers walk by faith and not by feelings. How many of you need God to do a a miracle in your life today? Come on, you, you need God to work in a situation in your life you need God to move some mountains in your life. Listen, I'm telling you right now, we, we, we got a brother here, and, you know, I wouldn't give names, but I'm just telling you. Friend, when you've been told you got a brain tumor and there's nothing they can do, radiation, chemo is not even part of the equation anymore. We're sorry, sir. This is, this is it. This is all we can do. How many of you know that man needs a miracle? How many of you know he needs to keep walking by faith? And we need to gather him and walk by faith with him. You know, you could be here this morning and, you know, physically, maybe there's nothing like that going on in your life, but spiritually, you need Jesus to save you. And I've already told you, you're saved by faith. Maybe the very next walk, maybe the next step in your walk needs to be a step to Jesus Christ today to surrender your life to him, to ask him to forgive you of your sins, to, to place your trust in him and what he did on the cross where he died in your place and my place. We deserved it. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Jesus went to the cross for us. He was placed in a grave three days later where, where we celebrate our resurrected king and we're preparing for Easter, but he's alive and he conquered death and he conquered the grave. And you can be, you can start that walk of faith today. You can be a faith walker today, but at first, for you, it might be surrendering your life to Christ. Would you bow your heads, please? Nobody looking around. I need every Christian praying, every Christian praying. 
If you're here this morning and you're on campus or even through the live stream and you're not sure that heaven is in your future, you're not, you're not, you don't have a certainty, you don't have a faith, a confidence that Jesus is your Lord and is your Savior, but you would like to, to surrender your everything, your whole life to Him. You would like to have your sins forgiven and you want to place your faith in our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ today and what He did on the cross and you want me to pray for you so you can have peace with God and the peace of God and you can have this assurance that, that you are saved and that Jesus is your Lord and that you are on your way to heaven nobody looking around nobody looking around I don't care how old you are how young you are if you need Jesus to save you from your sins I want you to raise your hand right now and say that's me would you obey God would you obey God be bold enough to hold your hand up where I could see it God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, ma'am. You can put your hand down. Right there where you are, even if you didn't raise your hand, you can just pray, Jesus, I confess with my mouth that you are my Lord. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. I know that you took my place on that cross. I'm a sinner. I have sinned. And today I trust in you. I repent of my sins. And I receive you into my life by faith, by faith, to be my Lord and to be my Savior. Cleanse me. Wash me. Make me new, God, a new creature, that the old would be gone and everything would become new. And God, I thank you, Lord, for that work of salvation. And so I receive you into my life right now. Turn my life around for your glory, God. I commit myself to you. I dedicate myself to you. I surrender all to you. And by faith, I trust in the work that you accomplished through the cross, through your death, through your resurrection. In Jesus' name.